Less alone, more alive. I'm Karen Thurston. I'm Anissa Naishira. I'm Ben Grace. And I'm Flamey Grant. Welcome to Heathen. Hi, Heathens. Hi, Heathens. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, it's a new episode. Get ready. Because <laughs> it's here now. They should be ready. They should be ready because we're here and we're present. And we have two fabulous guests with us today. Um, Heathens, we'd like to introduce you to the hosts of the Forbidden Apple podcast, Melissa Weiss and Palayo Alvarez. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hello. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having us. Oh, we're so glad you're here. We have uh, kind of been in each other's spheres for a little minute here, Mm -hmm. uh, especially on the social medias. We've been seeing what y'all are doing and uh, had conversations that started a while ago. It just took Heathen a long time to get our act together for this new (laughs) season. (laughs) And uh, But we're finally here in each other's presence, and I'm very excited to get to know the two of you. Um, So... What we love to do here on Heathen Podcast is kick it over to our guests at the very beginning to let you introduce yourselves to our listeners and just kind of put out there whatever bits that you want to for this conversation. So you know what we're all about here at Heathen, and 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 there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it over to y'all. Who wants to go first? Palayo does. Palayo. Okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. Hello, everybody. Hello, heathens. My name is Pelayo. I am from the south of the U.S. No, I'm joking. I am from Spain, <laughs> as you can probably tell. I was like, wait. <laughs> I, I, I thought I recognized that accent. Fun fact about me, I am not from Texas. Um, I am from a small village in the north of Spain. I have been in the U.S. here for around uh, six years in New York. I train diplomats that come new to the United Nations. And uh, every September, we just like run them through like everything that they need to know and get them groomed for the job. And on my spare time, I host a podcast about how to reclaim spirituality with Melissa Weiss, my co-host, who is also here. And uh, I have a YouTube channel that focuses on uh, how to use comedy and satire to change uh, the world as much as we can. And a little bit of like yeah. self-development in there. Yeah. Nice. That's, I love it. I want to talk that about that for sure. very fascinating. Ask me, ask me. Yeah. Very fascinating. I'll pass the floor to <laughs> Melissa now. Yeah. So I'm Melissa Weiss and I grew up in New York, in Brooklyn, in the Hasidic community. So Hasidic Jewish community. Um, so I grew up very religious and I have a really large family and it's a very tight-knit community. And then I left, um, I also had an arranged marriage, so it's like a world on its own. And then I left all of that like about 12 oh, years wow. ago. Yeah. And I, so then it's like, okay, once you leave something that's really like, you know, your whole life is in that, your job, your family, right? Your like love relationship, every the whole world, you know, and then it's like figuring out the world. Um, yeah. So the podcast is another iteration of now delving into spirituality, And so in those 12 years, I've like, you know, come into my own, rebuilt, like found a way to connect with my family. I love my family deeply and I have a really large family. So I go and see them. So I found a way to like, you know, it takes time to heal and then come back to that and then get your own 
find my own community outside of that. I came out as queer as well in that time. And now I th- it's time. And it's, it's also where I learn is doing this podcast with Palayo is how do queer people. And, and one of the things I think is similar with people that have left communities that are uh, very insular and queer people is we've often had to do our own work thought work yeah. and on all yeah. these messages we got and you have to undo all of that and like figure out what it means for you and so it's it this is like my you know zone the forbidden app podcast and like talking to like-minded people and being like what is spirituality what does it look like for you without other people telling you what to do how do you live in a space and i also like to focus on giving marginalized voice um marginalized communities a voice and everything mm. all the work that i do because oftentimes people look so different and they're very othered and you're just like, everybody's human being. Even if like, you know, you hear my story, you're like, arranged oh, marriages in New York. Like, that's crazy. When you look <laughs> at the underlying thing, though, we're all like human beings with love. Like my ex-husband is a wonderful human being. You know, mm-hmm. I would I've chosen an arranged marriage. Probably not. Is he a good guy? Yes. Do you know, mm-hmm. like, I think yeah. things are more nuanced. Is my family well-meaning? Yes. Do they mess up sometimes? Yes. Do I have issues? Yes. But also like, do I, you know, really gain something from my community? Yes. Like, hell yes. I want to change that. So, Mm, you know, that nuanced stuff and like learning everybody else's nuanced stuff and like kind of just, you know, let's focus on like the humanity of it. So that was a really long uh, thing, but that's Melissa. I love it. Love it too. Oh my goodness. There's, there's so much, but there's so much to get into with y'all. Can I, the first question I asked though, can it be, um, how did you two connect and, and, and yeah. how did your friendship come to be? And, and I'm assuming that the Forbidden Apple podcast came out of that. So yes. how did that all start? So we met in an all-Russian, all-non-queer party mm-hmm. of our friend, uh, our <laughs> Russian friend. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to... That's, I, can that just be the title of the episode? Like the all Russian non queer party. Yeah, no, all the love for them, but uh, it was uh, challenging to find somebody who would speak uh, English. So we probably mm-hmm. bonded because of that, and then we started like chatting about our kind of like first steps into exploring our sexuality and. Uh, we just bonded there and then we just kept recurring to these birthdays. Uh, the next year I even got to go to Spain in the middle of the two birthdays and uh, little by little we, we developed a, a friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I we love also, Yeah, we were both also like uh, starting to cut, like, you know, kind of just like mm, more comfortably out if that's the right Mm -hmm. way to say it. Mm -hmm. And so like we were, you know, with Sherry, like we would talk. So we found, we didn't know each other. Sometimes it's easier to like do that with strangers. You're like, you don't, they don't know you. Right. So you share yourself in a ways. And so our connection was more, was honest and deep from the start, which I really liked. And we would have these like deep conversations and then we became roommates for a time. And our conversations were never, they were never just about the weather or like, you know, just a flippant kind of relationship. So there's always something that we were able to trust each other deep, like, you know, with our deep shit, deep, you know. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we would have these conversations all the time. And then, yeah, like we decided to bring this to like, let's do this on a podcast. Let's talk to other people. Let's get deep. Let's get real. I yeah. love it. I mean, that is, uh, we, we have some, some similarities here yes. going, going between the four of us. I think we, um, he then is very much birthed out of a similar kind of space. Um, 
I, I started it in 2017 when I just needed, I'm such a verbal external processor and I just, mm. I do my best work when I'm talking it out with someone else. I'm not very good inside my own head. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was like, well, you know, podcasts are a thing. They're not that hard to put together. Let me just, I'm going to call on all my, my close friends that I know have gone through some sort of spiritual deconstruction or just a journey that, you know, mm. they've, everybody's got a journey with their spirituality and and just talk about it because I wanted to start answering some questions for myself about my own spirituality. And yeah. it's mm-hmm. a great place to do it, right? Like, yes, just I'll I'll for the whole world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just for the whole world. But you get to encounter so many different perspectives and new ideas and things that right. I just never would have just going about my normal life. So it's, yeah. a, it's been yeah. a lifesaver. Yeah. I love Melissa, what you were saying about practicing, sharing yourself with strangers because Mm -hmm. I think that's like that feeling of um, practicing. I remember practicing like meeting somebody and they asked me, I don't know why, but they asked me if I was a Christian and I just was like, no. And just that like was so Uh weird to say it to a totally, but it was a stranger. They, you know, left the park and it was over and I was like, oh, okay. I can say that out loud, Mm -hmm. but yeah. I think practicing with strangers, it's it's a good it's way nice. to start. Yeah. You don't get judged. Like they don't know you. They don't, right. You're just yeah. like this. And I feel like it also helps. Like you were, I, I love what you were saying as well. Like, uh, um, talked about, um, I don't, what's your name? Sorry. So it's Anissa oh, and Anissa. And, and I go by flamey on the podcast. By flamey. Okay. That's what, <laughs> yeah. so I love what you said is that you're this verbal processor. Like you want to talk it through. And I think that what Anissa just said is about like, you know, you, you saying something out loud helps, right? It's like, I'm not a Christian. Mm. I can say that that's part of my mm, identity. Yeah. And oftentimes it's easier to say that with people that don't know your past or don't know right. where you're from. And you're just like, this is who I am currently right now. And I can mm-hmm. tell you what I am like, and it, for me, sharing that helps me process as well. Yeah. yeah, I feel like when you come to a new space, like for example, when it happened to me that I came to New York, I didn't know anybody, I didn't know no one here. You kind of like give yourself like the chance to start from scratch in your mm-hmm. identity also. You can kind of like mm-hmm. things that you thought that you were perhaps, which we are in constant change, right? But when you are given the opportunity to really act on that change and not have anybody around you like holding you back in, in what you are supposed to be or not be, it's just so, so free, so freeing. And uh, that's part yeah. of what we do in the podcast. Mm. Yeah. So with the Forbidden Apple, I, I love that y'all are, you're like one of your main focuses is specifically talking to queer people, correct? Am I, yeah. am I stating that accurately? Yes. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got, got that, the queer lens on all this, the spiritual upbringing stuff, which I really love, um, obviously, uh, as a drag queen. Uh, so I, um, I would love to hear uh, maybe a little more about, from each of you about your, your upbringing and, and what the like religious culture, spiritual culture was like for each of you. I'm really ex- especially interested to hear from y'all because we've talked to, I would say the majority of the folks that we talked to on this podcast are like come from some sort of American evangelicalism. So you two have, yeah. have very different backgrounds mm. from that. And it's going to be exciting for me to hear something that I'm not as familiar with. So again, yeah. whoever would like to go first, but I'd love to hear that. Melissa, I'm going to do the same thing and propose you over to start. 
<laughs> you guys are just so generous with each other. <laughs> okay, so so as I said, so I grew up Hasidic, uh, Jewish, okay. right? So there's there's Judy, it's like like there's different sects in Judaism, and okay. in ultra or so there's Orthodox. Um, so I'm part of this or- Orthodox sect, and in Orthodox there's mm-hmm. ultra Orthodox, and in that there's Hasidic stuff. And in that there's other sects. So I just want to preface this with saying that like, it's very unique to my particular community. So it's not like yes. this, okay. right? So I'm not going to be talking on Jew, Jewish Judaism. I'm going to be talking about like Hasidic Judaism, the way that I was raised. And so it's, it's very, uh, it's very particular. And so that I come from a community where Yiddish is my first language. So English is not my first language, right? So it's, Right. And so like a community of, you know, my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. So there's a lot of insular safety. Let's be safe. There's Mm. also a focus on family and reproducing. And a lot of that, there's also like biblical stuff, but a lot of that is also trauma based. Right. It's also Mm. so many of us were killed. Like my grandparents had large families. They were like one of the only survivors in their family. So to them, it's like, let's recreate a family. Let's like, you know, rebuild. Mm. And it's also kind of this idea of Hitler didn't win and we still exist. And so part of that, like it's a huge part of the way the community is built of now we're like, and so we stay insular because, you know, the neighbors in Europe, you know, gave us like, you know, had to often, often at risk of their own lives, like told people where the Jews lived. Right. So there's this fear. And so sometimes when you see insular communities or you see us in a community, you often think like, they keep to themselves. And part of that is just the way that we're raised is this fear of like the outside world. We're not so safe. Right. So mm, it's, a, yeah. it's a lot of, so the spiritual life is separate from that, but it's really uniquely uh, connected. Right. So it's spiritual life. It's like we, this is how we live. And the whole thing is about, you know, and this is a, a general Jewish concept of Tikkun Olam, which is making like basically the idea of leaving the world a better place than you came in. That's, that's a huge mm. Jewish idea of fixing the world and mm. spreading light. That's like an overall Jewish idea. And it's a big idea in my community. There's a lot of like charity, you help each other. So it's very family oriented, very insular, and we look out for each other. And then part of what that gets can get like complicated with the, you know, trauma stuff and the generational right. trauma of that. So it starts to become this insular and it could be fear-based. So you have something that's beautiful, right? Taking care of each other. And then you have that part that's fear, fear of strangers, which can sometimes look at me. Like when I was a kid, I'm like, why are we not talking to our neighbors? Like, I don't Mm. like that. What's happening, right? So you start when, so undoing that, like what is trauma? What's the religion stuff? And then realizing like all the beautiful stuff that we take care of each other. There's charity, like in school, I would be assigned a family that I would help like every week before Shabbat, I would go and help this family with their children. That was so much of my spiritual life was taking care of your your community. And mm-hmm. it's a huge wow. part, right? And there's all these, yeah. like if people are poor, you have these uh, organizations that pack package food and send to, the fam- send to families that don't have enough money. And so... And as children, you're all you're involved in this. It's school projects, and then as, you know, as an adult, you join like charity groups, and you do all this work. So it's a huge part of our life, and that's a huge part of like you know, you pray for other people. And part of praying is if you pray for other people, your prayers like it's like you're praying for yourself. So there's this idea of like the more you give, kind of the more you get, 
mm-hmm. kind of concept. So the spirituality is very, 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 very connected to community. So that I, th- I think this is why I'm sharing so much about community because I want to explain just like how connected it is to that. So it's spiritual. Yeah. So what, what I what I had issues with is that sometimes I felt that it's more focused on community than individual. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I have to know who I am as an individual before I can then be a part of a community. And that's where my struggle was mm, yeah. because I have a large family I have six sisters, two brothers. I have right. I mean, I'm a great aunt right now. I have like 50 something nieces and nephews. I have great nieces <laughs> and nephews. Right. Like I, it's a huge family. I have a bunch of cousins. And at the same time, you're raised helping more families. And like, you know, you're always looking out for each other. They have their own ambulance system and their own everything. Everybody's always like if, you know, there's like a call. I can call for free if I'm stuck on the street, like in a car. If I'm stuck, like my car broke down, someone will come and help me. Like, yeah. and it's just a community free, you know, like everybody's looking really like I never felt alone. So leaving that community wow. is then also this feeling of like, oh, my God, I can be like if I don't have a way to get home, like I'm alone. If, mm. you know, like who am I going to call? Like I had brothers in law that would come or this like, come, you know, a phone number that I know I'll call and someone will come and help me and it'll be OK. If I'm sick, I'll call somebody and they'll come and help me. Like it felt yeah. very safe and that's very, very connected mm. to to that. And so like leaving spirituality for me meant also leaving community. And so it's very hard sometimes for me to, uh, to separate that. So it, it, it meant leaving that and then becoming an individual and then figuring out like, Oh, what lessons did I learn as a kid that has nothing that has to do with community, but it's not tied in with that. And so like the lesson of charity, I can take that and live and, you know, do it how it feels right for me. And I don't have to, and I could be individual in that. I can be like, this is where I want to spend money. This is where I want to help. This is where I want to, you know, donate my time. And yeah. I take lessons of, you know, family first and community. Like it's not even family first. It's like humanity. Right. But mm. it's, it's this, I can choose when to do it and not at my own expense. Cause I felt sometimes like my mom would say, sure, you she babysit. And I couldn't take money for babysitting. I'm like, I want to, you know, make money. I, I want to like either play with friends or I can make money if I babysit. <laughs> And like my mom, no, right? Like this is not like you do things because you're a good person. Like you do things to help and you don't brag and you don't talk about it. And some of that stuff is beautiful. But as a kid, mm-hmm. you're like, I want to make my own money or yeah. you know, I want to play with my friends. Like don't donate my time for me. Like don't do this. <laughs> right. right. So it was just like now I'm like, these lessons are great, but I get to do them how I feel. Like I have agency in that. I think that's the yeah. big thing is the agency. It's like this is my choice rather than like this is how it has to be. So I don't yeah. think I answered your question really clearly because I got like hung up on the community part. And I'm like, tell, <laughs> tell them more about spiritual life. So do you want to ask a question in particular or should we go to Palayo and then get back to this? Uh, I want to ask 18 questions in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Help me narrow it down. I know, right? I, I, mm-hmm. I love it. I love everything that you're sharing. Uh, it's so insightful. I'm it, like my, I'm, I am, I'm just pinging all over the place. Um <laughs> It, it, just from the the beginning of how you said, you know, this your particular sect is is different from yeah. from the not you know not even the the next level up. Like I f- I feel that a lot because we yeah. 
like in my experience, my, you know, I say American evangelicals, uh, evangelicalism, but you know, it's, it's really like Southern American. And then in, in my little church it was, we were called Plymouth brethren and it was just this whole other thing, oh, but, but so there's so much similarity in how I, I, I was brought up to value the community first as well. And, mm-hmm. um, and I love what you said at the expense of my own agency, I've mm-hmm. never really thought about it in those terms before because if if I could have had some of the some of the training not all of it I don't think all of it was valuable and worthy but mm-hmm. some of what I learned growing up was really good uh, community based stuff that could have served me well had I been also been given the opportunity to know myself and um and explore who I am and not have to fit into the community Mm -hmm. as prescribed. And so that's just a really fascinating Mm -hmm. overlap to me in, in those experiences. Um, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, I did not know that this, like what were you called in the church? You said, what was that name? Yeah. We're we're called Plymouth brethren. It's a teeny tiny little thing. That's weird, weird as fuck, (laughs) but Yeah, but you know that's interesting because people have this like broad. We often bank people with these broad strokes, like all these mm-hmm. people are the same, and you're just like, there's things that are very particular to each one, and I think it affects us personally. Those those unique things, like, is how we see the world, even if it's a reaction to that, or we don't want to do that, or the things we do keep. I think those things are important to be like, we're not all. It's not all the same. Like, you know, we're all human beings, but, and the underlying like needs, but like the way that we're raised and these, these things are interesting. I never, I never even heard of it. I didn't know that exists at all. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I mean, and same, I mean, I I have heard of Hasidic Judaism before, but I certainly, I just, I'm very ignorant about it. And actually something came to mind as you were talking is I recall stories in the news, perhaps over the winter about, uh, Jewish communities in New York where the spread of COVID was like mm-hmm. extra. Was yeah. that Hasidic communities? Yeah. Where that, that was, was happening? Yes. And so it, the- it makes so much sense hearing you explain what life is like in that community. Uh-huh. It makes so much sense that that would be happening. Yeah. But the th- you see, even there, right? So that would be happening, but it happened in some Hasidic communities. And again, it was painted as if all the Hasidic communities, because mm. that's the thing, right? So it happened in some Hasidic communities, not all of them. And all of them are, have large families and have met most of that, like, that's their thing. Like family is a big, you know, focus and community, but some of them were extremely careful. Some of them were less careful and they were painted with the same brush, which I think yeah. is problematic, right? Cause you're just like, and there's also like, say the community I'm from is Satmar, which is a specific set. That means they come from a certain part, a, a, a village called Satmar, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. there's, and then there's communities, Satmar communities in Borough Park, which is where I'm from in Williamsburg, in Monroe, in Muncie, in Montreal, in different areas of the world. So mm-hmm. sometimes you can have, which is in itself, it's own community. So like in Borough Park is not the same as in Williamsburg. So if you have a Satma community in Williamsburg that's spreading, they're not necessarily, it's not happening necessarily in Borough Park, right? So like it is, but definitely it does help explain their whole life is like community. And like, you know, that's how they help, you know, they have funerals. Like, so one one thing is also beautiful is let's say if someone dies, the, the life cycles in the community is very, it's something I find beautiful. And if someone dies for seven days, you have, uh, it's called Shiva, right? That's a Jewish mm-hmm. concept, and you sit with family. But you're not alone for seven days. Someone is there for yeah. you all the time, like all the time. So you're never alone, which is, some people might want to grieve alone, but it's really helpful yeah. 
because mm-hmm. people, and you always have someone always brings you food, which I know a lot of communities do that. They send food, but the idea is you're never alone. And so people that had to go through COVID during Shiva, like that's, you know, imagine having community all the time and then shifting mm. that. So like that is, yeah. you know, would be, yeah. So there are ways that the community was just like, how do we survive as a community during COVID? And some communities did not do it the right way. Some communities had people that flew in from other places. And I think that was the original spread, um, mm. which was an issue. But I think, yeah, the community, like, it's literally, it's just, it's so much about community. How do you live alone? Like, no one's ever alone. Like, you know? Yeah. yeah. How, yeah. you said, you talked a little bit about leaving safety because, you know, like, you always yeah. had these people. Like, did people, as you kind of started exploring new things and new options for your for yourself and mm-hmm. gathering that agency, did they kind of... Did they leave? Are they? Like, do they just live in a different place? How does that? How's your family connections? I guess in the- my family connections. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I just, I'm not sure what you mean. Did they leave or did they stay in the same place? Do you mean like, like, I don't know if you live, like if they live near you, you, you know, like if something happened and someone would like be, would be there for you, they're available, you know, they're available. But now is it like that still with your family or do they live somewhere else or yeah. 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 So they're still, I mean, I, they live in New York and I live in New York. Um, We live in different parts. They live in Brooklyn. I I currently live in Long Island city, which is Queens, but close enough. And the thing is, is that what I had to learn is, is I took distance from my family thinking they won't accept me. And if they do, like Mm. I'm breaking their heart. I need to take distance. I don't see their pain and don't let it convince me to stay. Like it was a big, Mm. right? So I took distance. They took distance from me thinking, I don't want to be a part of this. We don't know how to interact. So there was a lot of distance because of this, like, you know, and they were very scared for me. Again, there's fear of the outside world. And they thought, When they think of someone leaving, they're like, how is she going to survive? She doesn't know anybody in the world. It's this big, scary world. I live in New York City. Now they're like, New York City, and they they live in New York City, but they don't go on the subway themselves, really, right? So to my mom, Mm. it's like, oh, my God, you live out in the world. It's not safe. There's a lot of fear, Um, right? Because there's like, you know, you know you're going to get married at a certain age. You know you're going to go to what schools you're going to go to. There's not so much... All the variables that can make life scary is kind of solved in the community. And once I'm out of it, they're like, "What is who? How? Who knows when she's coming home? No one's there, you know." So there was a lot of fear, and some of it was just, you know, I put on myself. Some of it, they, you know. So there was a lot of like, "Okay, we're separating." When I realized, what I realized is, any time I reached out to my family, they were always there, always, Mm. right? Because they're lovely human beings. They're not going to leave me because of that. Like they're. But I had to learn that I can lean on them. I also had to learn how to like communicate and be my, like tell my mom, you know, I need you to be my mom, not my spiritual advisor. Like I just need yeah. you to be my mom, right? So like, and that took time. Like it takes time because my mom is like, you know, just just come back. Like life is hard. Of course, life is hard. You need God, and I'm just like, mom, I don't need that. You know, that's not what I need right now. <laughs> but that's the language she has, right? She's like, mm-hmm. you know, my life is so much better because I have God. I'm like, that's wonderful. And if I could. You know, then maybe I would too, but I can't unsee. I, I don't have that like blind following. I just don't have that. I don't believe in that. But like, you know, so so knowing how to communicate without judging her helped her not judge yeah. me, right? There was a lot of work of like, let's respect each other. We're different, but we care about each other. We love it. We love each other. So there was, I had to learn how to communicate. And, and luckily I have a really great family and they did their work and I did the work. And 
so they are there for me, but there's many things that I, like I don't share with them. Right. So they, mm-hmm. because either they don't understand their life is so different that it's not like a, a thing they even comprehend. Right. Let's say, you know, I didn't grow up with a TV. I didn't grow up and I'm an actor. Okay. So like I didn't grow up with, with, you know, with movie theaters and right. So like some stuff of my life is like, how do I share that with my family when they don't, to them, it's and 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 let's say you know about my you know um, about being queer. It's like you know I've shared it with my dad. I've shared it with some people, with some of my siblings, but oftentimes to my mom, it feels like she doesn't have. It's like you know when you tell a child too much information, you're like they don't yet know enough, and mm-hmm. I feel like and and it could feel like it's it's condescending. I guess the way that I'm saying it sounds awful, but what I mean is is that my mom is not aware of what goes on in the outside world. And right. so yeah. in many ways, so for me to like talk about stuff, especially, you know, and we have arranged marriages, right? So the way that we're set up is not by desire. It's by a good fit. The family's fit. You're, you're, you're both, um, the goals are the same. And, and, and I think most of the time it works because if both people want to continue being in that community and they have the same mm-hmm. goals, it works because the yeah. whole goal is be nice. Like there's so much, you know, conversation on, uh, again, like community on building family and they, they're, they're coached on how to respect each other. So there's a lot of that, but it's not about love. Love builds, hopefully. And so my mom, yeah. to, for me to talk about my personal desire and my who I'm attracted to, like, I feel like it would go beyond my mom's like grasp of the world. And so yeah. sometimes I'm like, I, so I'm not going to talk about my acting. I'm not going to talk about my sexuality. Like, you know, so there's many things that I feel like we have a great relationship and I'm close with them, but also what does that then look like? You know, like I had gone, so it's Passover coming up this, um, I know when you're recording it, it's, it's going to be passed, but, uh, Passover is tomorrow and, um, I'm going to go to my family for a day. I, I got, luckily I was able to, uh, get vaccinated and, mm. um, from underlying conditions. And I was, so I feel safe now to, to go home and I'll be careful and, and, you know, like if I go home, right, I, I remember being home, like it was like, I think two or three years ago and I went home for, it was Shabbat or a holiday. And on the way we got into like a little, my girlfriend and I, we got into this, like a, basically a little car accident. We were fine. Everybody was fine. But, mm-hmm. and I go from that to go to my mom's house and I cannot say that I was just in a car accident because it's a holiday or Shabbat and you can't travel. And I don't want to put that in their face. So I come mm-hmm. in with this feeling of like, oh my God, like I, that was scary, but I cannot share yeah. that. So sometimes it feels, it's difficult. So like there's a closeness, but there's also like, I can't share all of where I'm at with a lot of things. I can try, but like some of it is also, I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to make this a weird thing. It's like, you know, in their face, they know I take a, like I travel, they know I, you know, I don't right. follow their rules. But I try to keep it not clear. So there's a closeness, but there's definitely like I'm I'm not exactly part of it, and mm-hmm. and and that's something like feel like it's continuously navigating that space, like continuously navigating where where am I part of it? How much can I share? Do I share acting? Do I share what I'm proud of without having to bring them too much into that world? How do I do that? Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's exhausting work. It, it, it really is. is. Yeah. I, but 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 when you care genuinely care about those relationships i mean it is work i think that it's is worth doing it's to worth to doing, the yeah. to the to the extent that you have set your own boundaries and done that work which it, obviously you you yes. been doing that as well yeah uh, that's super the, important yes absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And and context is everything. I, I totally hear you when you say uh, they just don't they just don't know about yeah. these the, yeah. the what the world might look like outside of that particular life. I, I, I that was that was my upbringing, my entire yeah. upbringing. I just I was it was ruled by so much fear because anything outside of our little Christian school, church, home triangle was deemed you know, it's scary, sinful, bad. Mm-hmm. Like if I, if I ventured out, it was, it was going to be bad. So I just didn't have those options. And and I know yeah. what it is like to be in a space where you just don't have the full context for things. I remember when I, when I finally came out to my mom, you know, bless her heart. She tried. Um, she, uh, <laughs> she got on the internet and she Googled, I don't know what she Googled. I don't know what she turned up, but she came back so scared. And she, and I know that she had seen some really oh, traumatic no. stuff about what, about what can, what can happen with like sexually transmitted diseases <sighs> yes. and gay sex, uh, that kind of stuff. And, and, and I was like, mom, like, <laughs> no you, Google. You need, yeah, you need a guide. You need a, yeah, you need a guide she needs, for this. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. See, my mom, my mom doesn't have the internet, so my mom wouldn't even do that. But, yeah, yeah. But, but, but that's exactly that, that fear of like, oh, my God, what does that mean then? Because – and I think it's nice, like, like the way that you just – it's you know, your mom is trying and she wants you to be safe too, right? Mm-hmm. So like to mm-hmm. focus on that – for me, it helped to like focus on where my parents are, are showing up and they're yeah. being loving as much as they can understand – to me, that yeah. was like, you know, because some people are like, you know, why aren't you out to your mom? Or why you have that kind of pressure sometimes being like, you should be your full self. And sometimes you're just yeah. like, be kind. Like, they're not aware. Like, how much do we really need to push? And and it's for everybody is different. But, mm-hmm. you know, some of it is like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I will ever, you know, we, and at the same time, I will, you know, I call my mom crying if, you know, because I had a hard time with my girlfriend. Do you know what I mean? Like still, yeah. and she will support me always, but she doesn't get the extent of that relationship. She'll send home food and be like, you know, yeah. it, it, with, with her in mind and yet won't get that we're a couple. So like there's something yeah. or maybe doesn't want to get, but I, yeah. I try to focus on the good parts of that. I'm just like, she, she loves me. She's my mom. I know that to be true. And like, that's enough for me. Palayo, we haven't forgotten about you. Hello. <laughs> I want to pivot if, if we can. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. here. Still on the line. <laughs> um, uh, let's 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 hear a little bit about your story. You said northern Spain is where you grew up, correct? Yeah, it doesn't sound as interesting, right? Now that we're going back to Spain, um, but uh, uh, I'm I'm very interested, my yes, friend. Tell very us, very tell interested. <laughs> I I do not have any any uh, super interesting story of the community that I'm from, but I, I guess like with everybody, and I think it's kind of like the same topic. Like whenever you're in your bubble of like whatever it is. Um, I feel like sometimes like I just come back from the States with everything going on here and, and, and going to the to the small town in in Asturias. And I feel kind of like what Melissa was sharing about uh, talking things with her mom, right? It's a complete different world. And she mm. my mother doesn't have any exposure to 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 that, mm-hmm. to sexuality issues, to uh, other religions even. Uh, so in many ways I do see myself like represented in, in Melissa's story. And I feel like that's why we match and that w- why we have like similar ways of, of understanding the, the world. I feel like we both uh, have the, the question thing of, of trying to 
ask and, and, and find nuanced answers to, to big philosophical questions. I grew up uh, Catholic all, all through. And mm-hmm. even though it may not sound like as an as a, like orthodox, it had like a profound effect in in my life because on on one hand, like I feel like I was like the only person in in the world that was still like attached to religion because it was not something common in Spain. Although some people may think that Spain is a very religious country, it is more commonly atheist, and mm. usually people stand in the team of I hate religion and religion is bad and associated with like so many other things like uh, patriotism, like our dictatorship, um, like so many values that are shouldn't be necessarily connected, but everybody throws that into into a same group. And the other side, the religious side, it can get very, very conservative and reinforced by all these national values or these traditional values of um what a man should look like, what a woman should look like, that can be very toxic. And Mm -hmm. I feel like throughout all my years, I didn't understand why I was going to church. I was so frustrated because I really saw it as like a tradition. I was like, you are just doing this because you have been doing this all this time and there is really no intention and no meaning behind what we are doing. We're just like going like somebody who goes to a play every Sunday um, and the actors are really not giving uh, F-U-C-K to the audience because uh, it really <laughs> was like that. Like I was really didn't feel like included, didn't feel like the, the messages shared were directly to me. And I just, I remember like one of the worst things that I would have to feel was when I had to like confess myself. And yeah. I feel like just like that dynamic is, it's toxic. You know, it's like, oh, like you have to like go to somebody else, talk about like your most intimate things to talk about what, you know, and to be like, be forgiven and why can't you forgive me of uh, anything? So I feel like my discomfort uh, started because my parents wouldn't let me um, eat the, like, like have the the consagration where you eat like Jesus Christ's uh, body because uh, I had and confess myself or whatever. So I feel like my discomfort started there. And also in the fact that I didn't find any meaning for me to be coming mm-hmm. to this uh, to this Sunday play. And uh, I just grew, grew more on it. But until I was 18 years old, I was not able to really live any of that. Uh, and it's very ingrained in all the family, both like from my mom and on my uh, dad's side. So I basically had to leave the town that I was in and go to study university somewhere else just to escape that kind of like mentality, you know. I feel like whenever yeah, yeah. I... Uh, Sorry for the music that somebody's playing in the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, like I, 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 every every time that I've moved, once I moved to like a big town, Madrid in, in Spain, and once here to New York, I feel like it always has been very attached with uh, my identity and like the search for freedom. And I think it is intrinsically very related with religion. Um yeah. So yeah, uh, that's kind of like my story mm. up until coming here. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you've been in the states for six years. I've been in the states for six years. Yeah. And, and what brought you here originally? Was that school? 
So I actually graduated uh, from school, from economics and theater, and then I came here to do a theater program for three months. And that's okay. how I yeah. met uh, an actress, uh, our Russian friend, and ended up meeting Melissa that same December uh, through the acting program, because Melissa is uh, also an actress. And uh, yeah, well, that's how we met, with that connection in common. But then I was, um, I really wanted to come back to New York. I fell in love with the city and uh, with the opportunities that can be found here. So I fought my way to get in an internship uh, in the UN. And from there, I started my career in international relations. Wow, wow. That's, that's yeah. amazing. Um, so what brought you then back into the conversation of spirituality? Like, it, mm. it, uh, if, if you grew up, like, just you couldn't wait to kind of get away from it. What made you, yeah, what, what compels you to have these discussions now? You know, I feel like, like I said, I really didn't understand the religion because I didn't see an intent behind it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like mm -hmm. that's what I was trying to find, maybe unwillingly, uh, through the podcast and through our conversations with Melissa. Mm -hmm. Almost when we started the podcast, I uh, started dating uh, my boyfriend, who is religious, and he... Mm -hmm. You know, like I didn't see him as somebody at all stupid or at all like a sheep that would follow anything. Uh, and that was kind of like my opinion beforehand of uh, people that were religious because I didn't, because I had my perspective once again, which was this, the Catholic experience in that little town in Spain is not every experience. So I guess like I thought myself smarter for believing this and, um, mm -hmm. And then through meeting somebody who I admired and uh, who I really liked and was uh, connected with it made me think that, okay, maybe like there's like another way to see this, right? So uh, mm -hmm. we started going to church from time to time in a place here in Brooklyn. And it was a very different understanding of faith and of a celebration. And I really found a new meaning. There was a um, female pastor, first surprise, because I've never seen a female <laughs> pastor in my life before then. Um, then uh, she was um, tackling a Bible um, verse about Queen Esther. And I never had read about a, uh, a book about a woman in the Bible, you know, mm. so mm -hmm. I was already surprised. And then she used it. And when, when she read it, I thought, okay, I know where she's going to go. I know she's going to start uh, slut shaming this woman. She's going to go against her. Yeah. I was just like ready to hear what I've always heard in my Catholic church. Yeah. And she really turned it around and started uh, using as an empowerment speech for the Girl Scouts that were attending that day, that they there's always a time to say no, that you have to like put your limits, put your boundaries. And I'm like, wow, like she's educating and she was funny. <laughs> and like, it was like so many things. And I'm like, okay, so there's more things. <laughs> there's not only like the Catholic church. And um, through that also going to prides and suddenly starting to see, you know, when you start to like learn about something and, and things just start like uh, coming up, like you learn about like, I don't know, a brand and then you start seeing that brand everywhere it kind of happened yes. like that i would walk in new york and i'm like oh like this church has like a gay flag and then we would go yeah. melissa and i went to brooklyn pride and there was a church um leading one of the um, groups of the pride and i'm like oh okay so there's uh, religious spaces that support lgbtq people um 
Yeah. And if they do, I thought they have to have a different understanding because that doesn't match mm-hmm. with uh, my thought of religion. And I started discovering and studying basically because I feel like our podcast at the end of the day, it, it can be like a study of theology because of the mm-hmm. wonderful people that we have. Not to brag, but it's true. I'm not bragging about <laughs> me. I'm bragging about our guests. <laughs> um, and yeah, little by little, episode by episode, I started learning, oh, so a blessing may be this. It's not only uh, um, yeah. a couple of words that you just throw out. Oh, um, just uh, a connection with God and hell could maybe happen. Hell could maybe happen right now in my in my in my life. That may be hell, and it, it may be like a state in my hell in my head. So little by little, getting these words and kind of like mm, equipping myself with my spiritual toolbox, like we call it. Um, I mm-hmm. felt more and more connected and uh, resonant with the message of spirituality. Mm. I love that it was a, uh, a kind of a twofer hit with feminine energy that like kind of <laughs> caught your attention. The, the female yeah. pastor and the, the book of Esther. I freaking love it. That's yeah. We were, Very we powerful. Were, we also, she about. was a black woman. So just to mention also to add, it was, Come uh, on. yeah. Very, very powerful yeah. black woman, priest, and uh, really funny also. Uh, as Ariana says, you'll believe God is a woman, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I love what you're saying about just the doing, having to do that work and even just unlearning things and figuring out things in a new, new way and realizing mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, this is not just the way that I always heard it. Like It's not. It's not. I love when you break like a ceiling of belief because you just start to be open of learning other things mm-hmm. that may be similar or in the similar area. And I feel like with spirituality, it was a little bit like that. Like I went yeah. for a long time with the ceiling of belief that anybody who was religious or spiritual was really not smart and that would be not something mm-hmm. that I would be interested in. And once I broke that 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 belief, that glass shattered and you just start, okay, so let me p- perhaps reconsider my idea of, uh, uh, I don't know, what marriage means, you know? Uh, so I think it's really cool. Hey, Nisa. What is your baby wearing? Oh, she's wearing her heathen onesie from the heathen habit. Heathen, heathen, who named this shit? <laughs> heathen haberdashery? Haberdashery? How did. Okay, guys. This is, you wanna... this is Karen. She's just all alliteration oh, all the time. Yeah. It sounds fun until you're saying hard words. But <laughs> if you want your baby to wear a cool onesie or you want an awesome heathen mug, sweatshirt t-shirt i think all these things are available if you go to heathenpodcast.com and click on merch yeah sounds good i'm gonna get one now you both sound like like spirituality is still playing this huge role in your in your lives and i just love to hear maybe a little bit about how you're navigating it today um if there are spiritual practices that are really helpful and working for you now, or um, what you know, what you've carried on, carried through, maybe from your upbringing, or things that mm-hmm. you had to kind of let go of and say, like, no, this is this is not serving me. Um, what is what does your spiritual life look like now? Yeah, what you yeah. Do? 
I think uh, doing the podcast feels very um, mm. spiritual because it's just bonding with people. So I think, you know, mm. I talked a lot about community. And then when I left, I felt like I, I, I don't like community. I don't want to belong to any community mm. because that mm. means I have to somehow give up a part of myself because I didn't have a healthy relationship with the idea of that. And so once I did my own personal healing and my own thought work, Building a, a, a intentional community felt very important, and that's part of what that community. So I feel like community is connected to my spirituality in a very, very, very deep way. And honestly, thank you both for doing this because it's the first time I connected it in this way. I was like, I just talked about community, and now this is about community. Like, look what's happening <laughs> in my brain. So thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's really connecting for me. You know, I'm just like, that's why. Because to me, yeah. it's also like you know, I also process by talking things through. But I think part of that is literally just the community, but like-minded individuals. And I, one of the things I really right. liked about my community was the idea we were like, we would have these um, lectures a lot and you would go to these like speeches and lectures and everybody was there for a, for the greater good, right? It was very much like how, like there's a crisis in the community. There's a crisis in the world. What do we do? And how do we, you know, so anytime something would happen in the world that was scary, there would be this like connection. How do, how are we better people through this? Like, what do we do? So do we, you know, how do we listen to each other better? How do we connect, like, you know, connect or more honestly, or how do we look out for each other? Make people aren't sure people aren't alone. There's a lot of like, or just understanding your own thought process and biases and stuff like that. So there's a lot of like, there was always I was inspired by people and I really missed that in this world. And mm. that was one of the things that Palai and I talked about and bonded over and Palai was sharing the experience uh, of going to church with his boyfriend. I was like, that's what I miss. I miss everyone getting together for the greater good and being like, let's put our mm. egos aside and let's be like, let's just be here and, and come together for something good. And that's what I feel like I have with the community. We get to have these conversations with people that are doing that work with really, like Palai was saying, really amazing individuals. And I think we can actually brag, Palai. I'm actually on the thing. Let's brag. I feel like. Brag. Yes. Do it. Right? Brag like, we really have. I feel like we really, really, really have such great people that do, that, that have done really difficult things in the world and have yeah. got to that other side. Right? I feel like you need to, done their own thought work, gone through their own shit to like, then be in a space of like, this is what works for me. This is what I find healing. How can I help you? And there's something really, really beautiful about the people and the work that they're doing. And so we, we, and then through this, we've could be actually become good friends. And like for the first time, and I don't know if this is part of my spiritual life or, but like I'm learning with, with our friend, uh, Liz Edmond, who's a priest, I'm learning the, the new Testament for the first, we're studying together the new Testament mm -hmm. for the first time. I'm Jewish. Mm -hmm. She's an Episcopal priest, but it's helping me. <laughs> right. It's like, it's such a beautiful thing. And we, I bring yes. in things from my Judaism. I'm like, Oh, that's this concept that we learned. And we tie it in. And she talks yeah. to me about like, you know, and there's something so beautiful and I feel more connected to my, you know, my upbringing through it and my, like the thing, the values that I, the values from my upbringing through it. Yeah. I'm like, that's what that is. Look at how we're all connected. And there, you know, instead of being other, it's like, Oh, and there's something so beautiful. And so I feel like that's all for me is this, it's all in connection. And then there's also like, um, just the same lessons that I learned, like not to judge people or like put yourself in someone else's shoes. I feel like that's something that always comes with me. So like, yeah. uh, you know, mm -hmm. like I think you know, in my school, the people that were popular were the people that were the nicest, which I love. And I'm like, mm. I don't think I'll ever have so kids, great. but if I do, I'm like, 
I would be afraid to put them in a secular school, even though I'm like, I don't want to put them in a religious school that I raised, right? But I'm like, I don't want them to be bullied. Like in my community, it's not to say that everyone's great, right? There are people that have problems, but and there are there are, there are bad things that happen. But but the, the like really the people that like got awards and were popular were the people that were the best, the nicest, and the kindest, and not speaking about it, just like people that were really good. And 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 you're like that that kind of values really comes with you. And so like, these are the things that I really hold on to. And so I feel like that's part of my spiritual life. And also like for a long time, I thought I have no spiritual life and doing the podcast. I was like, Mm. I have a different understanding of what spirituality means. Mm. Right. So it's the same thing of reclaiming those words. What does that mean? And Mm -hmm. like all of it, it means like all of it, right? Like all of what makes us feel connected to me, like all of the, like, the stuff, I feel like it's all like we're human beings, but we're like spiritually people, we're spiritual animals. So like I'm like an all, maybe all of it, all animals, all all beings are. Um, mm. But yeah, sorry, that's what I got like, ugh, I went off on a little tangent. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> no, I, I'm here for it. I feel like you're, you're writing the, like, if I could just take what you just said and mm. transcribe it, like I just put that on like our heathen bio page too, because it's, <laughs> it's, it, it, it is... It, it, one of our taglines is a spiritual community without the shame shit, right? Like Ooh, we, yes. we still, we recognize the value mm-hmm. in being connected, coming together, the like-mindedness and sometimes the, the, the not like-mindedness, you yeah, know, the challenge right. of, of, mm-hmm. of connecting with someone who thinks differently. Yes. Um, but all of it, all of it matters. And that is one part of our upbringing that um, when you, when you deconstruct, when you leave in any kind of way, yeah, you have to, you feel like you're losing an element yeah. of that. And so I, it's wonderful that there are communities out here that are forming around, mm-hmm. no, like we're going to, we're still going to do church. We're still going to do spirituality, whatever, but in this communal way that, uh, that, that helps us continue to grow and continue on our path through yeah. all these external processing conversations. I just, I, I love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There, there's nothing like finding like, actually, I do have this deep spiritual life, you know, and, mm. and it doesn't look the same. It doesn't have to look the same as it did. And, you know, we say a lot, obviously, like it all belongs and that I can mm. hold one, I can hold things in, you know, at the same time that I used to feel so contradictory and now I can, I can just do what I want. (laughs) And it really (laughs) is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, I do what I want. I can, I can take what I want. I can leave what I want. It's my, it's my spiritual life. It's my depth and my growth and I can claim it. And it's not just someone telling me what I have to do or telling me what I have to think. Yeah. Um, It's actually the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually and anything that, that people fun. tell you to do, it should be like really <laughs> not part of your spirituality. But it happens so much, right? Yeah, you came up with this. Palayo came up with this thing that we use for our podcast that we talk about. Palayo says that we should build a religion where everyone has to make their own religion. <laughs> yeah. And I feel Pick like right, how real. Yeah, well, you, yeah, because like. When break else, break, yes, exactly. And it takes time. It's like this. It's like you're 
right? You have to undo and then, yeah. you know. I mean, and, and people do it anyway, because if you think about it, what's the world more than that? Like then like, like every priest is kind of like sharing a different message in every different church. And then all the right. religions have their little, little groups that they just become, oh, they split. And then it's like another more little group. So everybody's actually doing that, but with a lot of like layers of uh, not something that resonates with them. So I would like, you should like deconstruct and start again. That's something, another concept that we're learning recently. Deconstructing, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, would you say that probably that's part of your spirituality? Then, like, is the actual breaking down and then building back up again? Yeah, I feel like for me, spirituality is also a lot related with creativity and with personal growth. I think that those two things are really important for me. I actually like basically substituted my going on church on Sundays to 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 create things, you know, like to do things for the podcast, to like videos, write things, just like ensure that I am being leaving something behind and connecting with people and making use of uh, my higher self, which I feel like that's that's what I do when when I write or create or interview somebody or, or connect with people mm-hmm. like you, you know. And uh, I feel like that's a huge part. And the community thing, it's, it's very important. You know, whenever you're feeling disconnected from the world, you're, it, I feel like you feel it on your, on your mental state. It is difficult sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially for me, for example, like being in, from Spain and having all that like not around me because I don't have anybody Spanish around me. I don't go to Spanish places. I barely, I mean, I speak Spanish sometimes, but anyway just like that connection with my Spanish community through the internet and, and being in touch with them is very empowering for me because it reminds me of where I come from and, um, and who I am. Uh, and sometimes also connecting just with just community can be anything. Also, you can just like watch a TV show that everybody's watching and, uh, in Spain, for example, and that's part of community because there's a a common thread in the tastes of that people and and what they like and how they understand uh, their own views. So, yeah. Yeah. Palayo and I did this thing, uh, the seven weeks of purpose, and we talked about, how people are replacing certain things that like, you know, organized religion or actual institutions used to give. And, and a huge part of that is community. Um, so there's also like there's charity and there's community and there's like, what was the other ones? Well, I'm like already forgetting. There was uh, inspire, inspiration. <laughs> so who do you get inspired yeah. with? The morals yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and everything can be, before it used to only be found in religion and now you can really go almost anywhere, right? Yeah. Mm. And it's super important. Like one of the things that we found as queer people, like people have, you know, um, what, what people, what I think is the, is the thing that ties it all together. We've interviewed people from such different backgrounds with with different understandings, different way they were raised, different understandings of spirituality currently. Um, And the one thing that ties it all together is that need for community. People really, really, really need community. And how do people then find it? And what, and, and, and how fulfilling is it? And yeah. how that shifts as you get older and, and figure yourself out more, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. And the and the need for people to kind of be the, the, the trailblazers and the, uh, you know, I don't know about, I don't know about the two of you, but I, growing up in, in my church, I was totally on the track to like to, to be one of the, you know, leaders, like to be the person, like I, to, to, to kind of, 
you know, I, I saw myself having a life in the church as yeah. a pastor, as a music leader, as all kinds of different things at different points. And, and losing that was, mm. was a big deal for me. And so it's been really amazing um, watching how this, you know, just this little podcast I started because I wanted to figure out what it was I believed anymore um, has turned into a way for me to do all these other things, my passions drag and, and music and, and just talking about spirituality and put them in, in, in this weird little package that allows me to be on that path of like helping to be a space maker, helping to create yeah. space for people in a way I never would have envisioned. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like the two of you are doing that for folks and, we have just barely, barely scratched the surface of your stories, uh, right. which I, I I regret on one level. And on the other level, I'm like, but hang on, you have a whole podcast that I can now we dive into. And, yes. <laughs> and I'll be honest, the moment of vul- vulnerability here, I don't listen to like any other podcast. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm just the absolute worst. Uh, but I am going to go listen to Forbidden Apple. There's and always I encourage the all of you, the listeners. Yeah, exactly. There's always always the exception because you, you two are fascinating to me and I'm really excited to, to learn more about you. Um, and if you're willing, we'll just, we'll do, we'll do a part two. We'll come back and circle yeah, with you uh, in a few months and just, just keep the conversation going. Um, right. but I, even I listeners, so many things. <laughs> we can talk yeah, right. About. Right. Yeah. Well, there's so many topics we could get into. Um, even listeners, if you're not already listening to Forbidden Apple, please look in the show notes right now because there is a link and I want you to go subscribe and just listen with me and and we'll have yeah. conversations uh, down the road about everything that y'all are doing. Um, yes, thank you. I'm so happy that there are people that are doing this work, right? Like, like the, and, and the work that you're doing, it's so, it's so important to be able to have conversations that are honest like that. And I think talking about someone's like spiritual life or religious, like, you know, understanding or upbringing or whatever, those things are like it matters so much to who we are as human beings like yeah. soon like it's such a big part and it's, and it's 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 you know it's important that people are making spaces for that so like thank you for making that space and for having us on and letting us share that i'm like excited that we're on this journey together <laughs> oh my gosh the pleasure is ours and now now the two of you are going to be people that we brag about about yeah. part of our, our heathen community we're going to say oh guess who we have on our show um so thank y'all so so much for doing this being here with us um i i, I mean it i i'm seriously appreciative of everything that you're doing and and all i'm learning from the two of you just in this one hour and i can't wait to dive into your podcast more oh, thank, thank you for having us, having us. it's so nice yes. to be with you 